welcome to the Loftus Party. What a world. What a world! I'm in, I'm in such a great mood today. Hard to believe. This is our first show of the new year. You got me, Michael Loftus. I am, I'm the host of this wackadoodle uh, Loftus Party show. And I'm joined once again with the co-host, the Liberty Gypsy is here. I'm not going to give up on that nickname. I'm keeping it. The LG. How's it going? It's going really well. Welcome back. I'm I'm very excited. We had – here's the deal. Uh, I'm working on this TV show, uh, Kevin Can Wait, which, which means I'm living in Long Island now, and I have been. I was just blown away by the way Long Island celebrates the 4th of July, the most patriotic thing I had seen in my life. Then t- last night, snowstorm, crazy big. I mean it snowed like a mofo. It was pitch white outside. Today, I have to make a run to uh, the grocery store. I was getting desperately low on toilet paper. It was one of those things like, I'm going to have to go, or you're going to have to start evaluating which T-shirts you really need and which ones you don't need anymore. Oh, my God. <laughs> but that's okay because you can go to Target and get more. Listen, it I can. However, it, it, they plowed uh, the parking lot, so you have to run out. So I go out, and man, oh, man. There's kids down the block building a snow fort. There's people having snowball fights. I I drove by this little school that's up on a hill. There's about half a dozen – no, 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 half a dozen is six. There's about a a dozen or so kids and their parents, and they're sledding down the hill. It's like a winter wonderland out there. It is – it's so purely American, it's fantastic. It's like time travel. We got a little pure America down here and nobody plows. So I am still stuck in my house because well, the road to the main road is a sheet of ice. <laughs> so the Liberty the Liberty Gypsy Camp is located somewhere in Georgia. That's all I know. You guys got snow down there. Well, that's like in the south. All you have to do is wait. That's all you have to do. Why, why yeah, have it's a plow? Supposed be, why have it's a supposed shovel? to be 60 on Tuesday. Wow. That's <laughs> yeah. nice. Yeah, but I mean, like an inch or two of snow here stops everything because I think in the entire city of Atlanta, they have four snow plows. In my particular town, they have none. So we live at the top of this sort of little hill thing and all the water as it melts runs down the hill and then overnight it got cold again. I literally woke up in my Georgia home this morning to temperatures that felt like one degree. That never happened. Yeah. That is not a good help at all. Yeah, no, it was not a good look at all, and everything had just turned to ice. <laughs> so, but is it good to look at? Is it pretty? Uh, it, it it's pretty enough. I'm but guessing I that's a no. Left, I left the north to get away from the white stuff. I had it my whole life. <laughs> I, we know, we know, we know, we know. You lived yeah. everywhere. I, I remember did. what that. That's that great summer you had in Amsterdam, and then in the south of France, you were there for a while. Then you were in San Diego. Then you spent a wonderful autumn in D.C., only to be swept off your feet towards Paris, and only uh, and only away a true Liberty Gypsy can. There you go. Kicked out of each town for telling fortunes to Democrats and lying. <laughs> right. I oh, like lying on. to you Democrats. Gotta, they believe you gotta me. You got to go. No, tell them the truth. Kill them with the truth. How was your Christmas? My Christmas was very nice, actually, very quiet, pretty low key. So, um, you know, I didn't, I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't even put up a tree this year. Um, boo. 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 
What kind of pagan bullshit is that? I'm a gypsy. Good God. I went and I got a <laughs> potted little pot. No, I did. I got a, 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 I tried to encourage my children. I'm like, you guys want to bring the tree up? You want to put the Christmas stuff out? And they just looked at me like I had three heads. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm not dragging it up here because that just means I'm going to have to put it all away. So there's no so, like designated Christmas person in your family? Well, it used to be me when they were little. But, you know, they're all like teenagers in college, late high school now. And we were all leaving two days after Christmas. So you didn't really want to, like, make yes. that big mess and come back from vacation and go, oh, yeah. Are you pulling so up stakes on the Liberty Gypsy camp? Or are, you, are you going somewhere else? Are you pulling up stakes? No, we're not pulling up stakes. <laughs> no, no, no. But I did. I got a little potted. I forget what it's called, but it's this, like, little pine tree in a, in a potted plant sort of thing with some really wrecked um little ornaments on it we literally put that on the coffee table and put all the christmas presents around and under the coffee table and we had a grand time that's great so you had a very you had like a charlie brown christmas tree yeah pretty it was it was a total charlie brown christmas tree you know what a few years ago i'm walking through like cvs or rite aid or whatever and they were selling those things and i got one and i'm like this is the best invention ever it looks exactly like the tree from from charlie brown christmas and I was just so delighted. And and now they're making them. They must be selling those things like hotcakes. And it's kind of like the anti – it's like the total commercialization. They've totally – you know, because like that's the whole thing about the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Charles Schultz wrote that thing, and it, it's a, a big indictment of, hey, uh, Jesus is the reason for the season. Let's not forget uh, Christ in all of this. And now they're making a fortune. <laughs> Charlie Brown Christmas trees and Capitalism ornaments. works. It's nostalgia. I know. I'm conflicted. I had a very good Christmas. I had a wonderful uh, Christmas. And, yeah, what did what, you get? What did I get? Yeah. That's what I got. Did I got you get one of those. Chewbacca mask? I totally did. Hilarious. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Here Now, here's the thing. That chick was cracking up laughing. It is very funny, right? It is very funny. It hurts your nose so bad. It's like a torture device. You could slap these things on ISIS members, and they would tell you the truth out about fi after about 50 growls. <laughs> be like, sure it's not just your nose? No, everyone in my family. It hurt my wife's nose. It hurt my kid's nose. However, we kept doing it until we had these giant red marks on our faces. Oh, good, good, good. That's how much yeah, fun it was. Awesome. I, I got a say... guitar. I got a backpack guitar. A backpack guitar? Yeah, it's a little tiny miniature uh, guitar. I got it. Uh, I went to like some guitar website. They the the best. It's a little backpack sized travel guitar. You, it can fit in the overhead compartment of a plane, and that's what I really wanted because uh, my electrics are all back in Los Angeles. So I got this company Juno. I've never heard of before. So I'm going to be tuning that thing up. I'm going to start playing some tunes here on the podcast. Nice. I did not know you played. I think you should do a segment like that on the, on the show. Yeah, a little rockabilly jam. There you go. I mean, I know you can sing. I know you can dance. Now yes. I, you play music, too. I mean, that's awesome. It just keeps getting better and better. Okay. So, uh, I'm sorry. What was your favorite Christmas gift? Um, I don't get a Christmas gift. Now, why is that? Is this some? <laughs> is this from your, your sordid history? You had no, such a... It has nothing to do with my sordid history. It's an accident of the calendar. I have a birthday in November. I have an anniversary in December, and then there's Christmas. So I generally get one big present for all of those things. That is a tragedy. No, that is a tra huh? It is No, it's – no, no. I'm telling you. 
uh, I my sister had a, a birthday in December. And she would get ripped off every year. You're you're getting ripped off. No, you need three equally great presents, <laughs> one for each. You can't. You've bought into this line. You've got some kind of wacky Liberty Gypsy white guilt going on. No, you get a present for every event. White guilt. I got a brand new Mac Pro. Okay, there's your birthday. Of- what did you get for your anniversary? I got that for all three. No, 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 yes, no, no. Yes. Here's me. My birthday's in July. It's perfectly placed. I'd like to thank my mom and my dad for doinking at the perfect <laughs> moment. They timed it out beautifully. I get a huge Christmas, and then like six months later, I got my birthday. It's fantastic. People with birthdays in November and December, and, and you got my sympathy. You guys get ripped off so bad. And you're believing it. You're believing this line of malarkey. No, you get a laptop for your birthday. You get diamonds for your anniversary. And then you get whatever you want for Christmas. Boom, boom, boom. I'm sorry they lined up like that. I'm sorry, fates. But guess what? Uh, Liberty Gypsy gets three presents. Well, I did get some things I asked for from mom and dad and and that sort of thing. But the one thing that I didn't get um, that I was kind of shocked because I must have said it a hundred times. All I wanted was new socks. And no one got you new socks. No one got me socks. So now I have oh. to get, when when the ice melts, I have to go out to Target and get myself some winter socks because I have this puppy that likes to eat them. Oh, so wow. She's destroyed all my socks. But, you know, my son did want to thank you for that Titans fall game you you uh, suggested, though. Oh, I tell you what, Titanfall 2, that is a great game. Now, we're, we're, yep. I swear you uh, to all the listeners, we love you, we love you, we love you. We will get to some news here. We just had to do the Christmas uh, update, and we're about to go a little bit off track here again. Uh, Titanfall 2, great game. Mm-hmm. Titanfall 2 is a great game. It's got a good story mode. It's a lot of fun, super fast. How old is your, your son? Uh, 16. See, there you go. He's got those reflexes in it. Yep. My, 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 I got a 15-year-old. And he's got the reflexes of a starving weasel in a room full of uh, cobras. He, <laughs> he, he can just zap. He just destroys people in this game. Uh, he might have killed your son. Who knows? <laughs> but it's just so fast. I played this other game. And uh, the TV show that I work on, I work on uh, the flip side. New episodes, more new episodes are coming. And I want to thank uh, the, the the people on Twitter who, I guess, uh, a new episode aired this morning in a lot of uh, outlets. And I mm-hmm. did something about the media being fair. And a bunch of people tweeted uh, about how awesome that was. So thank you guys. Thanks for watching. Tell your friends. Um, the, the other TV show I work on, uh, Kevin Can Wait, Sony is a partner in that. And I cannot wait. We're back in production next week on that one. And I can't wait to talk to Sony about there's a there's a game that their gaming department came out with called The Last Guardian that has a better story and more twists and turns and is more heartwarming than most of the movies I've seen in the past 10 years. Yes, and I will tell you that was actually on your Daily Dose about a month ago. Yep, I called mm-hmm. it. We called it. It is Yep. It, it's fantastic, this game, The Last Guardian. These Japanese kids uh, took them eight years to make it, like a little independent studio. It's fantastic. Okay, so uh, everybody had a good New Year. Everybody had a good Christmas. Uh, Hopefully you had an awesome Hanukkah uh, and everything is fantastic. Now, let us jump into the news of the day. Let's let's just go ahead and jump in with the the thing that I that's got me. uh, Kelly going to NBC. Tucker Carlson took her place. I think it's fantastic. I think it's great. I feel bad for Megyn Kelly, though. That little that little sliver of hotness that is Megyn Kelly. I feel bad for your little Aeon flux. 
Yes. I still have my little uh, – she still is uh, kind of weird in a, in a hot kind of icy, dangerous way, but that is a, that's a big step down. She's taking oh. a – and it's like an afternoon show on NBC. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's yeah, going to happen no, there. It's She's definitely a, And then different. they're going to trot her out. Then they're going to trot her out for some like Sunday night pseudo Barbara Walters investigative blah, blah, blah. She, she messed up. She really, really messed up. Well, I mean, I think a lot of things have gone on over at Fox over the last six to eight months. And maybe it's just, I mean, I, I saw today get Greta Van Susteren is going to MSNBC. Good for Greta. Uh, I'm happy yeah, for I know. Um, and, and several other folks have, have left Fox or, or gone to other outlets that, that come from the conservative you know, voice or the conservative point of view and ended up at CNN. I think the fact that some of these folks are being dispersed across the mainstream mediums is actually not a bad thing. Oh, I just feel bad for Megyn Kelly. I just think she, it's horrible advice. Maybe she, maybe she was going to be fired either way. I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, her ratings on Fox were really good. And Tucker Carlson is crushing them. It's amazing. Fox News, they fall um, ass backwards into success because whoever had the whoever had the five o'clock show uh, back a million years ago, they leave. And then the, the head of Fox, they scramble and they go, OK, well, let's put these five people on, you know, Greg Gutfeld and a bunch of other people. And we'll just have them discussing. We'll call it the five. You know, it looks it looked very, very hastily put together. And that mm. thing's a juggernaut of success. And then uh, Greta Van Susteren gets shown the door. I can't wait till she can talk about that. I can't <laughs> wait because as no, because I, I, I follow her on Twitter. And yeah, no, she's been very circumspect. Just I'll be back when I can. I'll be back when I can. I guess she showed up to work one day and they're like, here's your stuff. Get out of here. Yeah, I I mean, she's been very tight lipped about what the actual components of all that were, the reasoning behind it. So um, it happened shortly after uh, Gretchen Carlson. Yeah. Which yeah. was kind of the and then um, Andrea Tantaros, too. Well, Andrea Tantaros disappeared right before Gretchen Carlson. Mm-hmm. Andrea Tantaros just and she said it was because like it was like a, the cover of her book looked like uh, bondage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which was that that was the tamest bondage I've ever seen. And now I guess Tantaros is is dating Dave Navarro. Yeah, she has been for a while, I think. That is fantastic. <laughs> See, we're everywhere, right? You can't because you can't tell me that like. Now that's like a sitcom, really. Andrea Tantaros and Dave Navarro. So I, I bet uh, I bet Dave Navarro is a little uh, liberty loving gypsy dude. I've told you for a long time though that there are more people who are actually libertarian. I think if you were to look at what they actually want, like stay out of my business. If you're gonna do your job as the government, just do it and do it well, and then don't like take all my money. Yes. And, oh, yes. by the way, I don't care what you do. I don't care what you do. Just don't take my stuff. We have to make sure that we rock that. We have to make sure that we land on that every week. Mm-hmm. Like, because that is the message. If people are like, what are they doing? What are they talking about? What are they? What's the loftestparty.com about? That's what it is. I don't care what you're doing in your bedroom. I like the and the the best recipe for success as a nation uh, is is smaller government. Let's just absolutely that. I I swear that's all we have to do. I saw Tucker Carlson this morning. I'm a big Tucker Carlson fan. I want to do a rock video with that guy. I really do. <laughs> uh, Can he, he sing? 
No, no, no. He would just have to stand there. It's you know, we'd just be like, I want to do like a slow mo thing, like we're walking down an alley in New York, like Reservoir Dogs, like we're both wearing suits with bow ties and craziness, and we're like throwing bottles of whiskey around and pushing people by their faces in slow motion. I, I don't have it all worked out. I have some of the shots figured out. I don't know what song it's going to be. Oh, okay. <clears throat> that guy, he seems like he's the real deal. The I real mean, deal. Like, he's been humbled. Like, he was full of it when he was on Crossfire. And I actually agree with uh, uh, John Stewart on that one. When John Stewart read those guys the riot act on uh, on Crossfire, he's like, what are you doing? Like, none of this helps. This is all just a dog and pony show. You're really not solving anything, yada, yada, yada. I think Tucker, Tucker Carlson has been humbled, and he's just going to be a, uh, a straight-up old school uh, journalist. I mean, he has his beliefs, but he he's going to hold your feet to the fire and he's going to make sure that Republicans are held accountable and Democrats are being held accountable. Right now I'm on the the bandwagon big time. Well, um, you know, I think, you know, for me I'm just I'm I'm a little news tired, right? Really? So I I am. I am very news tired. It's not that I don't look at the news or I don't see what's going on in the news or I, I don't stay up to speed on current events. I'm tending to do a lot more reading and I try to read across the spectrum. Um, I, I'm trying to take my own advice. I'm trying not to live in an echo chamber. But for me to like sit and watch um, really any of the networks at this point, I mean, y- you see Don Lemon and he has his four people in the, t- in the you know, whatever your token conservative, if you will, and they all gang up on him and they're all screaming at each other. Even Tucker's show turns into a slugfest. I'm, yeah. I'm not interested in that. To me, that's infotainment. And no, I don't that's agree with that. That's infotainment. I, yeah, I, I just, I, I needed to take a break from it, seriously. <clears throat> well, hey, I, I, I'm going to be honest here. Mm-hmm. Like my TV viewing time is at a premium. I have mm-hmm. very... Very little time to sit down. I watch like little clips of a show here, a little snippet of a show. So I, I guess right. I'm commenting and I'm kind of ill-informed. I have never watched Don Lemon. Uh, like I don't even I don't even tune it to CNN at all. I'm I'm a straight up and uh, MSNBC and Fox. Yep. That is it. Those are my two uh, news sources. Well, I mean, you're looking at both ends of the spectrum there and nothing that like approximates the middle. So you're kind of getting both both narratives, which is probably good for what you do. Yeah. Um, You know, but I I just I literally had to just take a break from that head butting. I mean, the election was tiring. The I I mean, it there was just a lot. And I just I need to go back to saying, okay, these people say this. These people say this. This study says this. Okay, here's where my opinion is going to be, because I I just refuse to wear a jersey anymore. Well, here's here's where it's going to I mean, and this is what capitalism and, and television shows are all about. This style of like this pseudo like all these fake fights, you know, like Sean Hannity will have on some imam and, you know, just say the words, imam, just say it. And the, and of course the guy is going to say no. And there it's, it's like a pseudo, it's like a fakey fight, you know, and they aren't really, but that's like the crossfire thing. Like people uh, eventually that, that will get old, you know, of like, wow, like no one is really, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to help your ratings or are you trying to help the country? And I think people will just get get kind of uh, bored of it. It is boring. You know, CNN is full of shows like that, you know, and not like I'm the only reason I singled out Sean Hannity. I actually enjoy Sean Hannity's show uh, most of the time. It's just like it's just like a in stand up comedy. 
there's a few tricks you can do that you know will get applause, that mm-hmm. you know will get applause. So most of the comedians, the, the better comedians, they kind of steer away from that because it's just too easy. And when I feel bad for these guys when they have these pseudo uh, staged outrage fights on their show, it's like it's just lazy and it's and it's not creative and it's not good journalism. And it's just it's like a fake fight. Just boring. You hit on the word. And I think that's what I got tired of. Outrage. Outrage. I I cannot be the angry conservative libertarian anymore. I I can't get to the level of outrage that we saw with some of these boycotts and everything else. I would like to get to problem solving. So, yes, maybe I'm I'm being too, oh, I don't know, hopeful or something like that. But I just I needed a break from exactly what you just said. The outrage. Well, here's the deal. Problem solving needs to be made sexy. Yep. Seriously, that's what that's and that's where uh, we come into play. Not like this show is sexy or anything, but I, but it's just cool people doing cool stuff, solving problems. I, I stumbled across this show Vice on HBO. This isn't on my list of stuff to talk about, uh, but frankly, I don't give a damn. I stumbled across the show uh, Vice on HBO, and it was about the state of the political parties and how it's getting worse and it's getting worse and we're more divided. And then the Tea Party came in and they made it worse. And and John Boehner had to sneak into the White House uh, to talk to the president. And I'm like – and Boehner is defending like the, he, had, he had to sneak into the White House. And, and this goes to why Donald Trump won. John Boehner should never have snuck into the White House. You need to own that junk. You're like, people, I'm trying to work with the president to get something done, right? I'm trying to work to get this budget done. Here's I'm, – I'm a seasoned politician. Here's what I'm shooting for. Now, if he's shooting too low or if he's shooting too high, that's a matter of debate. But Boehner's like, yeah, I, I had to sneak into the White House, and uh, we're sitting out back, and I'm smoking a cigarette, and he's having Nicorette gum and blah, 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 blah. But I had to sneak around. Like, no, you didn't have to sneak. You chose to sneak. Well, and I and think then that, that just... dude. Oh my God, Frank Luntz, uh, the guy who does the the thing, you know, he's the like polling. Yes, the polling guy. He's on Vice saying that he's moving to New Zealand. What? Yeah, and he seemed to Why? be genuine for because he's like, we messed up, we've ruined America, we have killed the goose that laid the golden egg. Frank Luntz is saying that we're so divided. Mm-hmm. That it's going to be gridlock and it is over. He's like, the Greeks messed it up. The Romans messed it up. Uh, who were we to think that we could do it right? I don't And It really didn't look like he was joking. He said he had like 15 acres that he bought in New Zealand and he's done. He's cashing out. That's crazy. I hadn't heard that. Right? We got to look into that and see if that's the truth. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm assuming if he's on TV and on show being, you know interviewed there must be a grain of truth to it but i think in addition to the outrage that divisiveness i mean i i just posted an article on the website today um you know there was some liberal woman who put out there yesterday she's a ceo out in san francisco that just did an awful post regarding people who live in red states and fly over country we're all stupid bigots who have crappy internet and live in shitholes with no infrastructure i mean it was just awful and she felt 100 100 percent justified in posting something like that wow well I, I'm, I'm like wow and yes it does look like frank luntz is moving to uh new zealand holy smoke what do you got what do you what'd you find out um google search is coming up 
It's so tiny on my screen I can yes, barely see it. Yes, it says, the agony of Frank Luntz. <laughs> what does it mean when America's top political wordsmith loses face in, faith in our ability to be persuaded? Wow. So, yeah, it looks like Frank is going to New Zealand. That makes me sad. I like Frank. Eh, he's all right. He's all I right. Like in his comfortable shoes and his askew tie doing those town halls after debates, I, I found them interesting. You're not going to say nothing about the toupee? Oh, I don't care about it. Does he wear a toupee? Stacy, Liberty Gypsy, take a look. You know, if he wants to go to New... Here's what I find very, very funny about this whole thing. Everybody's like, Cher said she was going to move to Canada. Uh, um, Lady Gaga said she was moving to Canada. Blah, blah, blah. And then now here goes Frank Luntz. That should really... Like, <laughs> like if, if America was a pirate ship and there's a bunch of rats that you thought were going to jump overboard and then they mm-hmm. didn't, they, like, stayed. You're like, I guess we're okay. And then, like, the big rat leaves. You're like, whoa, hold up. Like, what does Frank Luntz know? <laughs> no one else knows. <laughs> well, because... He knows a lot of stuff. <laughs> I mean, he's pretty plugged in and informed. But, you know, I do think that part of the reason everybody, you know, has their think pieces or hot take on what happened in 2016. I think a lot of different things happened. But I think one of the reasons that Donald Trump appealed to a lot of people is because he's really non-ideological, meaning he is not a Republican, a conservative or a Democrat. All of the policies he put out there were kind of a blend or a mix of the two. And I think on some level, especially, you know, with a lot of the post-election, you know, commentary, et cetera, he's willing to try to work across the aisle and he's willing to try to make something happen. Whereas they saw Republicans and Democrats, you know, with strict ideologies is too rigid to actually get anything done. Couple things, couple things there. I agree with you 110%. And we got comfortable as a nation and like from from Ronald Reagan on and like it started you know talk radio became popular and then TV and cable and all this stuff and everybody became comfortable with like this is how politics now works in America and the great thing about this country it is a, it's like the weather it's a dynamic system and sometimes you get these giant shitstorms that come through. Listen, we used to beat each other up on the floor of the Senate back in the 1800s. <laughs> like we can survive stuff. We can survive all of this. And I have, and this is a wonderful, this is a party exclusive. I uh, have to be kind of loosey goosey because I don't know if he wants to be outed yet. Uh, in, in the great big scheme of things. But I have a dude inside track, has known Donald Trump. I, it, it, this never occurred to me. This never occurred to me. Like there's so much stuff that's like glaringly obvious in hindsight. But this guy I know, uh, and I just had lunch with him a couple weeks ago, he's known Donald Trump uh, since right before Donald Trump started the show The Apprentice. And this guy uh, who can, you know, text uh, Donald and call him and pick up the phone and talk to him. He says that we are going to, we are in for a good time. We are in for a good time that Trump just genuinely loves this country and just wants to be the best president ever in the history of ever. I I, I think it's going to be awesome. I think, I think we, we got super lucky here. We got super de duper lucky and it's going to be great. Well, and, you know, I, like I said, I I will and always will, okay? I love some of his appointees. 
right? Yeah. I love he is appointing activists who hate the agencies they're now going to be in charge of. How awesome is that? I think that's great. Ben Carson hates housing and urban development. <laughs> you know, his DOE person wants school choice. His EPA had sued the EPA. I think this is great. Yeah. Because I think going to make those agencies smaller, more effective, and accountable to some degree. Okay. But, you know, when we still talk about tariffs. I'm still going to get angry. I oh, think they're yeah, a bad that's, idea. That's never going to go. That's never going to go. We 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 just we just can't do it. And any people get people get their panties all wadded up. Uh, not, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about like pundits. It's just like even Joe Scarborough on, on Morning Joe was like when people are like Donald Trump's going to start like a Nazi police force and they're going to run around and they're going to round up 20 million people and kick them out of the country. And like, do you ever think that's really going to happen? Yeah. Like ever in your wildest dreams. I mean, Trump says he's going to drain the swamp. He has no idea how big that swamp is. Even Newt Gingrich, Gingrich was saying that the other day. Like, good luck. <laughs> good luck. But uh, And a bunch of these uh, dudes from the Tea Party were saying that on that HBO show uh, Vice. They're like they came in and they thought they had a mandate and they were all, you know, voting as a block and trying to get things done. And they're like, we we completely we grossly underestimated how completely corrupt the system is on both sides. Mm-hmm. So uh, but you mentioned the EPA and that's why that's why I jumped in because uh, there's EPA news. This is something I, I'm not even kidding you. Jibberty uh, Lipsy. Jibberty Lipsy. <laughs> Can I not get that nickname? <laughs> not make that permanent that sounds really bad a gibberty lipsy uh sounds like something they would sell at a at a kfc in uh in eastern europe hello there you go do you have do you have deep fried gibberty lipsy oh it's just it's chicken giblets and lips well <laughs> you just I literally to- butchered my nickname. I want. I want a, a, a half order of original <laughs> gibberty lipsies, and I need two dozen of extra crispy. I'm so glad to you still be selling these and mashed potatoes, please, not to be forgetting the biscuits. <laughs> oh my lord, that's hilarious. Uh, but the the thing with the EPA, mm-hmm. the, there was one television show that covered the story. One. And that is the flip side with Michael Loftus. That is the only place I ever saw mention of their deeply troubling uh, polluting of, of what is it, the Colorado River? I believe it was the Colorado River, yes. So now the EPA has done some kind of big fact-finding mission. And Paid what for by whom? Out? Paid yeah. for by the taxpayer. Exactly. And, uh-huh. and they found out what? It was their fault. What? How many millions of dollars fault. did they Here's the thing. How many millions of dollars did that cost for them to state the flippin' obvious? Well, now it looks like New Mexico is going to have to sue them to get, like, future benefits for, you know, um, all of the the things that may come up later. I mean, this dumped mercury. It dumped lead. It dumped aluminum. I mean, it was was a nasty, nasty spill. So the EPA gives them some money to do some quick cleanup, but now they're denying the funds to prevent – ongoing problems in the future well then i'm and i'm sure the epa is going to go racing to somebody and say we need a bigger budget look at this look at this horrible mess that happened that we accidentally created if we had a if we had more money this never would have happened well of course if they had more money because all you ever need is more money 
And it won't be more money to clean it up or fix what they wrecked. It'll just be more money to put in more regulations that we don't need. I, now, I, it just had drives this me crazy. Yeah, let's have it again. I can have it every week. We want clean water. Yes. Yes. Clean water and clean air are freaking awesome. I, However, right. we're not seeing the EPA cover that right now. That you had, it's like what? It's like that meme on Twitter all the time. You had one job. You had one job. One job. One like, job. I say. Don't pollute the environment. Do not destroy the environment. We desperately need clean water. We desperately need clean air. So don't do that. That should Same be the here. EPA's only job. Your here's only the, job. Here's the agency, right? <laughs> that is fining people. Yeah. Right? Without convicting them for violating regulations that have the force of law. And when they have a report that they funded, and you know if they funded it, it had to be really, really clear it was actually their fault for them to come forward with that. Yeah. Right? If there was a way to avoid responsibility, they would have done it. Right? Oh, my God. And yeah, it's, I think they're, they're chasing money. That's all there is. The same people who find citizens on private property for the pollution of, I don't know, puddles, won't clean up their own mess in a huge river. Those pictures were disturbing. They were gross. Really, really, really disturbing. And once again, the Native Americans get screwed over. Uh, the it, It's messing up their water. I tell you what, if, if – oh, my Lord – do not let me be in charge of any tribe of of Native Americans. Don't let me do it because I would be brutal. I would be brutal. If I was in, in charge of like the Blackfoot Indians or the Comanches or whoever's uh, tribe is out there, I would be on such a tear. I would be on such a tear. I wouldn't. You'd be running a casino. And I tell you what, I'd be putting that money to good use. I would be using that as leverage like you wouldn't believe it. I would be a modern-day Tecumseh, and I would get together. I'd run the thing like the mafia. I'd get all the other uh, tribes together, and we would self-police, and we would be gobbling up real estate at an amazing rate. And I'd have giant herds of buffalo, and there'd be buffalo burger stands, and there'd be kids learning how to shoot bows and arrows, and there'd be summer camps, and it'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. I'd have like <laughs> eight wives, and I'd go on. I'd go on. You know what I'd do? I'd do like a thing like a purge, right? Like like <laughs> once a year, me and my buddies, we would just get on horseback, and we would just kill whoever was on our land illegally. We would just kill them like old school tomahawk to the head. And if people got outraged, I'm like, get off our land. Get <laughs> off our land. And visit our casino with the loosest slots in South Dakota. Oh, my God. Oh, it would be awesome. It would be awesome. I'd do the war paint. I'd name my horse something cool. <laughs> I, I love it. What color could, horse would you have? I'd have one of those uh, brown and white ones. I'd want oh, those, okay. like, those spotted pony because I'd want yeah. the red lightning bolt on his head to really stand out. Oh, my God. I have thought about this. I have thought about this. I have given it more thought. I used to talk to uh, uh, Sam Simon about this all the time. He looked at me like I was crazy, and I don't care. Yeah, I would say a lot of things, and Sam would look at me like I was crazy. But, like, why aren't the, why aren't the Indians doing that? Like, they have all this – they have this giant cash flow. Start buying back your country. 
I think that would be how that would be hilarious. Wouldn't <laughs> that be the funniest thing ever if like the American Indians like slowly but surely bought back the country and they're like, We played by your rules, white man. Now we own it. <laughs> and they yeah, evicted no, I mean, us all. <laughs> they could literally buy half of upstate New York at this point. And why don't they? I don't what are know. They, what are they waiting for? They should buy they should buy back Manhattan for like a handful of beads. It would be hilarious. <laughs> it would be hilarious. And I'd be over on Long Island just laughing, laughing, laughing in my Christmas winter wonderland. Boy, if that was the end of the show, that'd be the perfect little wrap around, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it though? Nice callback. It was. Thank you. And that's uh, so uh, we got to go to other news. This see that now here. This is where we would uh, throw in a commercial. We'll be right back with more after this. So that exactly for our edit points. So uh, we talked about the EPA. Let's talk uh, a little bit. Oh, my gosh. Now, that's a Michael Topia. I can't get into that yet. Um, we got Obama's farewell address is coming up on Tuesday. Yep, He's doing it from Chicago. Oh, Oh, I'm not going to do the joke there. Forget it. I will. I'll watch the highlights of that one. Uh, actually, no. I want to watch it live. I got to watch it live. It'll be a well, because a, you can't miss the lecture about how we've all let him down. Isn't that hysterical? Isn't yeah, you that just hysterical? No, that's what's coming. I love it. And let's not let's wrap ourselves up in a big blanket of this, uh, ladies and gentlemen who listen to this wonderful show. Remember when Obama was like, elections have consequences, and if you wanna if you wanna make change, you might might wanna win more elections. And then the conservatives went out there and won a bunch of elections, and he's like, that that one didn't count. My people didn't vote. That one didn't count. <laughs> and then yep. and then he's like, vote for Hillary because you're voting for me. If you don't vote for Hillary, you're not voting for me. It's me, you guys. It's me. I'll be personally personally offended if you don't vote for Hillary, which is voting for me. And people are like, Donald Trump. <laughs> like, and then he's like, that election didn't count. This one, this one didn't count. The Russians hacked it. Well, it's not I, just that it didn't count. It's he even said out loud, my policies are on the ballot. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Guess Hilarious. what? We don't like them. Not one. Not one. One. Oh, my God. And here's another one. And I'm so glad we brought it up. These people, these talking heads, and this is what this is what just which make, makes me think it's collusion. These talking heads on these uh, Fox shows and these MSNBC shows, whenever the, the the political guy from the left goes, well, you can't repeal and repeal. You can't you can't repeal it because 20 million people love it. 20 million people signed up. Hey, ass wipe. You made it a law. You made it a law that if you don't sign up, you're in trouble. So you can't brag about the. How are people still trying to brag about those numbers? And then when they talk about it, they're on Fox News and they're like, 20 million people love it. 20 million people signed up. And the host doesn't say, yes, I know that people signed up because they didn't want to break the law. Like no one ever calls them out on that. And I'm like, why don't they? And because they just they just must they, they must love the fake fight. Well, I guess it's the fake fight or something, or it's just it just really comes down to, you know, a thought that says just because you federal government can doesn't mean you should. And I think a lot of times in those discussions, it comes down to ideology when for you and me, it comes down to common sense. Yeah. You know, like you can't brag about some some people signing up for something that they are going to be fined by the IRS if they didn't. Yeah. Do you know that, that the majority of Americans who drive cars have car insurance? They must love it. No, we <laughs> have to. We have to, you moron. You know, the majority of Americans who drive cars have driver's license. They must love pot. They must love the DMV. No, we got to stand there like jackholes. 
<laughs> exactly. Nobody loves the DMV. I can't wait to see what Obama says. I well, can't wait. You know, the other thing they don't talk about in Obamacare is all of the millennials who made a very good free market decision and figured out the IRS fine was less than the deductibles they were going to pay all year for yeah. something they were never going to use. Yeah, that didn't take a genius to figure that out. Americans well, that, are smart. You know, Americans are smarter than that. And, you know, it's the, the really sick people signed up, which is why the program got really expensive really fast. Yeah. Here's what I want. Here's what I want Obama to stop doing. Like of, of all the things that he's done recently that I would really rather he would uh, stop this whole uh, Russian hack thing. Like it's quickly becoming part of the lexicon uh, and it's just going to be like – and this is exactly – uh, I learned this from from uh, oh, what's her name uh, Cheryl Ackerson. Mm -hmm. They say something long enough. They keep repeating it. They keep repeating it. They keep repeating it, and then suddenly it just becomes standard operating procedure and part of the modern truth. And they're they keep repeating this thing. The Russians hack the elections. The Russians hack the elections. And every time they say that and get away with that, that's one more pile of dirt. Uh, on the grave of the Trump presidency. Right. They are, they're just trying to make the whole thing, oh, that's why. Oh, that's what happened. And like no one to, to this day, no one has been able to come close to even producing one iota of evidence that, that the election was affected by the Russians at all. Well, certainly not the election itself. There was no voting machine hacks. There was no, nothing on Election Day even close to that. Now, who, what, where, when, and why with the hack of the DNC and the hack of John Podesta? Oh, well, whatever. I've said it before. You've said it before. We'll say it again. If you didn't do sleazy stuff, they wouldn't have had anything to publish. Right. So if, if you want to blame the loss on something in relation to those data dumps and those leaks – the, the cause is really your own bad behavior and having a can the worst retail candidate in history as your as your person. Yeah. Yeah. And seriously, and like uh, uh, WikiLeaks, 100 percent accuracy. And I didn't I didn't like Julian Assange uh, when he was blowing the whistle on George Bush and talking about the war in Iraq and Abu Ghraib and all that stuff. But I'm like, well, I guess it's better that we know because that's not cool. Like none of that stuff is cool. Embarrassing. Yep. Big time. Uh, Julian Assange was no hero to me. However, uh, I got a big thank you. I want to thank the guy, seriously, that fished John Podesta. Because a lot of that stuff was deeply disturbing. And the media was never going to tell us. They were well, never going to tell us. And if you look at the vast majority of people in middle America and the Rust Belt and probably – the vast majority of people who went in and pulled the lever for Trump, it had a lot more to do with Obama's policies being on the ballot than the WikiLeaks dump. They were poorly covered in the media. Yeah. And most of American voters are not on Twitter, which is where WikiLeaks lives. Yeah. So if you're sitting there and saying this is the only thing that that influenced this, you're just – you're not being honest with yourself, and I, I don't see – and you, you and I have had this conversation before – just in who they're nominating to head the DNC and the conversations going around the Democratic leadership at this point. They have done such a poor look in the mirror and said, how did we lose these constituencies? Where did we go wrong? Where is our message not resonating? Just, just in who they're picking you know, to, to run for their leadership. Is I don't what think they dude, have a Is what just dude still going to be the guy? Keith Ellison? Yeah. yeah. He's still in the running. 
let them do it. Let them no, do it. I, I, I totally agree. But all that says is they have never looked in the mirror long enough to really understand or nor do they care to understand because these are a group of people who thought they had a mandate. They thought yeah. we were a progressive nation. We're not. We have some here's, big progressive dots, but we are not a progressive nation. Right. And here's here's what I love about and I'm going to make a I'm going to paint with a broad brush here. So so hold on to your your belts, America. Here's what I love about liberals. They believe their own BS so much. That's what that's the fantastic thing about it. Like they really and now it's like the downside because everybody's like totally freaked out about Donald Trump, like totally scared. Because they believe their own uh, horseshit that much. Did you see but, Maddow? No, no. What happened? Oh, my God. She was on television wondering aloud if she was going to be put in a camp. Are you kidding me? I swear to God. See, now, we got to celebrate this. This is fantastic. <laughs> I got to learn how to edit. Someone needs to, to put that to music. Oh, my God. Like, get a quote of that. That's what I love about the alt-right and I will say it till the, there are some talented dudes on that, and, and I miss that. I don't see those on Twitter anymore that would do these great dance mixes of these bombastic statements. Remember when, I, I know I've talked about it before on the show, when Hillary did that uh, alt-right, white supremacist, white supremacist, white nation, and then somebody from the alt-right said it to me. Yes. I want to see Rachel Maddow wondering aloud if she's going to be put into a work clamp. I want to dance to that. I literally want to dance to that. I do. Okay, let's just, that's a little cruel. Oh, come on. She really, she can't believe it. It's like AM Joy, that Joy Reid chick who is still doing it. She was up to it again uh, this morning. Just like, oh my God. just like terrified. They're terrified about stuff that like isn't even on the horizon. Like what? And if they looked at 30 years of Donald Trump making very public positions about how he feels about homosexuality, gay marriage, any number of things, there's nothing to be concerned about. You think Joy Reid's a lesbian? <laughs> well, no, Rachel Maddow is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. no, you also missed a guy on Twitter yesterday who's been in climate change science for 11 years and was so upset by Trump's election that he had to seek therapy. That's fantastic. He's in counseling. I saw some dude uh, on Twitter recently who, like, posted a letter saying that he hired a plumber uh, the other day, and the plumber showed up and had a, a slight southern accent and was a white guy. So this is this guy probably voted for Donald Trump, and the kid who hired him had a Jewish-sounding last name. And would this guy be putting him? Would this guy be putting him in a work camp? And this guy, and he's like terrified of the plumber now, and he's got anxiety over it. And I'm like, dude, re the f lax. Everybody forgets one of Trump's closest advisors, his own son-in-law, Jared Kushner, is Orthodox Jew. Uh, yeah, I they <laughs> they really it's more it's amusing if they weren't putting themselves uh, through such torment. It's like when your dog has an operation on its hip or something, and it's a little tiny uh, incision. Uh, but the dog won't stop licking at it, which makes it really bad. So you finally need to put the cone on the dog's head. Just to, that's what liberals need. We have to they put, need a cone like, on their head. They need like an anti-Trump cone. Like stop. You're, you're, you're driving yourself crazy for no good reason. If you just wait, if you just wait for like four weeks, that's going to scab over and you're going to be okay. Oh and the fur God. will grow back. We I'm like the, all for the Trump a cone. 
I'm like all for a Xanax drop in the water supply for like L.A., San Francisco, no, no, Austin, Texas. Those City. pharmaceuticals are never the answer. Pharmaceuticals. Oh, I think I would rather everybody watch could use a little Xanax. It's much more entertaining if they had to wear cones. Well, then we could see them. We'd know who they were. <laughs> right? And then you'd be like, Jim is wearing a cone? I can't <laughs> believe it. You'd be shocked. Like, wow, <laughs> I, I thought he was a conservative. Like, wow, but maybe he is. Those guys, those guys are slowly coming around. Uh, the Bill Crystals of it all and uh, that one guy who's on Bill O'Reilly all the time, uh, Goldberg, Goldblum, whatever the heck the guy's name is. He's like the gold. The more, the more people freak out about Donald Trump, the more he's being drawn to Donald Trump. I find it hilarious. Well, I think, too, for people who weren't and full disclosure, I wasn't not. I'm going to say yay when he does things I like. And I'm going to say, what the hell? When he does things I don't. I think that's what? a position to take. That's outrageous. A rational that's position outrageous. to take. And, you know, but I mean, the, the thing is so polarized at this point. Like people like myself and Jonah Goldberg and Kevin Williamson and a bunch of other people have taken that position. Right. Yeah. Everybody fights with us. <laughs> well, because you either have to be all in or all out or something's wrong with you. Exactly. And I won't play that game. Me neither. And that's what Tucker Carlson was saying today on that Media Matters show on Fox. He's like, yeah, when Donald Trump does something bad, I'm going to be upset and I'm going to argue about it. And I'm going to and then when when these guys do something bad, I'll be upset with them. Whoever, you know, and like and it was just so refreshing. That's what I'm saying. The guy is on it. Like, hey, America, call BS on anything that's BS. That's it's it's literally that simple. You yep. sleep really easy. You you wake up with a smile on your face. You're not ruled by just this this outrage and and fake fury. No, if somebody does something awesome and they're a Democrat, then God bless them. They're helping everybody out. And if there they do go. something that that's crappy, call them out on that too. It's not that hard. It's like yeah, you're either you're. I, sometimes I wish that America was like that, like you're either one of us or you're not or, you know, sometimes it's fun. And that's that's literally uh, and this is a, a bizarre transition, but it works. When Star Wars first came out, uh, movies were really murky, like the good guys were really bad guys. Bad guys were good guys. Good guys. We get killed in the end of the movie. Blah, 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 blah. So in 1977. Uh, George Lucas did this thing like the, the bad guys are going to wear this and the good guys are going to wear that and then they're going to fight. We're all going to root for the good guys. It is very comforting. You it know, is. If, if you're if you're a Republican, you do this or you're out of the club. And if you're a Democrat, you do that or you're out of the club. There's a certain comfort in that. However, people are inherently smarter than that and should always call BS and scream it from the mountaintops whenever they see it. I totally agree. Okay, we got a couple minutes here. Star Wars. See how I did that? I did. I know. It was really rough. It was very, it was like broadcasting. Uh, that was an introduction to broadcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Community college level transition. <laughs> broadcasting 101. When you're thinking of the subject you wish to transition to, try to bring it up and make an analogy in your current frame of reference. I saw oh the God. I saw the Rogue One spoilers are spoiler alert all yeah, over the talk segment. about it. There was zero Trump reference. None. I felt ripped off. You felt ripped off. Why were you looking to get angry? Because the guy who wrote the screenplay 
one of the guys who wrote the screenplay was like, yeah, there's a Donald Trump thing in there. Uh, and then everybody asked me to boycott Rogue One. And of course I didn't because I love Star Wars more than I love these douchebags who ask me to boycott everything. Uh, there was no Donald Trump reference in there at all. No. However, it, it, I liked the, the Empire movie. was the Empire. The Rebels were the Rebels. And they were how they have always been. <laughs> at one point, though, when they're on that little uh, jungle planet, that little like Tahiti looking island joint, there were some stormtroopers with like red, white and blue, I think, like shoulder pads. But no, maybe that. maybe that was it. But then I'm thinking that's also France's flag. So maybe they just hate French people. Yeah, I, don't, I, I missed that particular little thing there. And I can see that because we had talked that there was some of the movie that was reshot. I can see that particular sequence probably being one of those things. Yeah, a stormtrooper comes around a corner. And he's got red, white, and blue on his arm piece. Meh, that really doesn't count. And it yeah, is that like, doesn't do it for me. Whatever. The last 10 minutes of the movie, that's worth the price. I might go see it again tonight. I might go see it by myself again tonight. That's how sad my life is right now. I nothing, uh, nothing else has come out that you want to see. No, not really. Oh, no, okay. nothing that the, the, I, I need a big screen adventure. When I go to the movies, it has to be a big screen adventure. So it might be Rogue One. I just want to see the last ten minutes again with Darth Vader. That was as a Star Wars fan from a little kid. That's what you always wanted to see. Darth Vader just using the force, killing people with his lightsaber, slamming people up on the ceiling. That was my favorite scene in the whole movie. <laughs> my favorite scene in the whole Darth movie. Darth Vader loses his mind. Oh, he just comes down the hallway and the guys are like, help me, help me. And he's boom, 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 <laughs> just flinging him around with the force and stabbing him. Oh, it was outrageous. It was great. And I love that Chinese guy. I don't know who that actor was. Oh, yeah. Uh, he brought the force to the whole movie. It mm -hmm. would have been relatively forceless other than Darth Vader without that dude. Yeah. yeah. So I liked it. Uh, it's I really think that did uh, quite a bit of good for the Star Wars franchise. I feel bad for all of the actors that were part of it. Uh, I won't well, ultimately I won't ultimately spoil it like that. Liberty <laughs> Gypsy. But yeah, there's no sequels in their future. <laughs> uh uh. And now I'm I'm already looking forward uh, to the next one. Okay. That one has me concerned, though. What one? It's the Han Solo one, isn't it? Yeah, that'll be okay. That'll yeah, be I fun. don't know how you do that with such a revered and much-loved character without doing it really well. Like, it has to be done really well. Yeah, I think so. But here's here's when my head hits the pillow on this one, and I, and I literally give it some thought. How many times have they reinvented uh, James Bond? That's like true. you could have you could have Han Solo adventures. You find somebody who's good at it. You could have Han Solo adventures. Literally, you could do ten of them. You could true. do twelve of them. Uh, it gives me hope. What wonderful things before we before we jump into some quick Michael Topies here. Uh, what kind of things do we have to look forward to on the theloftestparty.com? We will be back to the daily dose, and we have authors putting up content to kick off the week already. So we're back in business. We back in business. That's good. And we get, we had such scoops like The Last Guardian. Mm -hmm. That that great game. If you've got a kid or you are a kid, pick up The Last Guardian. It's a, I don't know if it's a PlayStation exclusive, but that game, I'm telling you, 
It's not a first-person shooter. It's kind of a problem-solving game, but it's more of just a great adventure. And this uh, this this beast, this mythical animal that these guys created is just fantastic. I want to see the movie. I want to see the movie. And I uh, will be telling everybody, while I will be watching the premiere of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on January 10th rather than watching Barack Obama. Okay, I'll watch. I'll watch Obama. You can watch Shield. There you uh, go. We got other. We got other stuff. We got to continue. I never want to. Oh, okay, we might as well do Michael Topias now. Okay, we might as well do it because that that is the segue into the next thing. I think we're killing it. I think we're crushing it. I think we're right on time. I'm so excited. Uh, okay, in the real world, there's a, a bunch of crazy laws and rules that we're supposed to live by, and a lot of them don't make sense. But there is a place, ladies and gentlemen. There's a wonderful Shangri-La, a place of 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 beauty. Where everything makes sense and the rules are different, the laws are different. It's a place called Mycotopia. Let's go there now, shall we? And let's discuss this week's latest laws for Mycotopia. Stacy. In Mycotopia, if you are a political party that rammed through a piece of legislation with no input from the opposite side of the aisle and not a single vote from that party, you don't get to boo-hoo now and cry and ask them to help you fix it. Ha! Right? That's right? a great one. That's a great one. Guess what? That shoe is now on the other foot. Yep. And it's not comfy, is it? You don't like it, do you? Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> That's a wonderful one. Okay, in Michaeltopia, we never stop making fun of Pocahontas slash Elizabeth Warren. She's tweeting now about these ethic background checks for Donald Trump. We got to talk about ethics. We got to listen. If there is one bitch that can never bring up ethics, it's Pocahontas. Like, oh, I, I have a close second. Okay, go ahead. If you are the state of California, you are not allowed to hire an attorney to protect you from the president of the United States, especially if it's Eric Holder. And somebody was telling me that, that this is what the Republicans did when, o, when Obama came into power. And I'm like, I have no memory of that. I have no memory of like states saying, let's spend taxpayer dollars on protecting us from the president of the United States. If that has happened, please tweet me about it at Flipside Loftus. Uh, <laughs> go to the Loftus party. We'll start it. A discussion group. I would love to know more of that. Yeah. Okay. In Michaeltopia, we are honest about trail mix. In Michaeltopia, we call trail mix what it is a box of raisins with a couple of peanuts. I am sick and tired of these manufacturers calling this shit trail mix when it is 98% raisins. That is raisins with a couple of peanuts. That's not trail mix. 98%? You're not buying the right brand. I go to Target. I get trail mix. It's like wow. a bucket full of raisins with a couple of peanuts and an M&M. Yeah. You want to honestly know who makes the best selection of trail mix? Who? Planters. Oh, pl well, of course. Well, there you go. Mm -hmm. But they're selling you peanuts, really. Well, they're selling you peanuts, but there's actually a healthy amount of chocolate and raisins and other crunchy stuff in there. Holy smoke. Uh, I Here's a, here's a find, and then, then we'll leave you with this. We got to get going. I got these um, almonds at the uh, – it's like the Stop and Shop, whatever the, the Long Island grocery store is. Wawa. They have these. I haven't been to the Wawa. And that's a gas station, Wawa, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, but they're kind of like a 7-Eleven-ish thing inside. I have these almonds, uh, and I, I should look and see who makes them, but they're coated with this dark chocolate like powder. Yes. Diamond Holy, makes those. Oh my gosh. 
are those things delicious. It makes you want to eat a lot of almonds. Now, almonds are good for you, but when you get into that bag, you're, like, going to dust that like you do a bowl of popcorn. (laughs) Seriously. I actually buy those in the little 100-calorie packs because I know that's all I can have, or I can literally eat the whole can right there. I am chowing on these mofos. Mm -hmm. All right. That is the Loftus Party uh, podcast for this week. Keep going to the website. Great stuff happening at theloftusparty.com. Find U2 America on your cable operator. I was recently in Ohio visiting my family. They have it. They didn't think they had it, but they have U2 America. It's a legit cable channel. That's where you can find the Flipside television show, the Flipside with Michael Loftus. You can also find family entertainment television i guarantee you have it if you don't have you to america you've got family entertainment television you can find the show tell your friends about it go to uh itunes and and give us a, a throw up click on a couple of stars we are having a blast and we want you to enjoy the fun with us and we will be talking with you next week 